Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Kajabi Edge podcast, where we talk to real entrepreneurs to give you an edge on Kajabi. I'm your host, Jared Lohman, Vice President of Customer Experience at Kajabi, and today I'm joined by Molly Wendell, who is a coach to CEOs and their leadership teams and founder of the Executives Network, which is one of the largest networking organizations for executives in the United States. How are you doing, Molly? I am great, Jared, and thank you so much. It's, it's exciting to be here to talk about my favorite tool, Kajabi. So today... I wanted to spend some time talking a little bit about your journey on the Kajabi platform, but more specifically, your journey as an entrepreneur. Um, So just to get started, tell us a little bit more about what the Executives Network is. So the Executives Network is a network for executives. It's pretty self-explanatory. But I started my journey. I used to be in corporate America. I ran sales and marketing and strategy for uh, for technology companies. And then I was on my own and I, I became a coach and I started evolving my business. And one day I was in a meeting and someone was talking about this idea called an online course. And I'm sitting in the meeting. It was a speaker's meeting. And I said, I'm not going to build an online course. I like to speak in person. I'm a people person. I love in-person things. The whole online world is not for me. What a crazy time for that, right? (laughs) And then they started to talk about how much money they were making. And I'm like, hmm, let me think about this. And that day I decided to build my first online course. And then, um, and I knew nothing about it. And so I quickly learned within three weeks, I had filmed, written and filmed my entire course. And then I had it all put together and then I had to come up with a platform. And then I researched all the platforms out there, selected Kajabi. And this was almost four years ago and the rest is history. It has changed my life, changed my business. So it all started with an idea that I wasn't going to (laughs) do. You don't know how how often that is the case. Um, You know, obviously here at Kajabi, we talk to entrepreneurs worldwide. We talk to hundreds, if not even thousands a day. And how often I hear that I had no idea that I was going to explore this. Um, I had no idea that this was something that was ever, you know, in my career path or my trajectory as a as a person. Uh, it's it's funny how often it does come just by by chance. So talk to me about like what was kind of that first big step like that you took to I guess you heard about the others who were successful in this space. What was it that kind of like like there must have been some apprehension at first? What was that big leap that you took to kind of get the ball rolling. So I I think it wasn't so much apprehension because the reality is I didn't hear about the whole ecosystem of this this world until after I was in it. And I'm like, wow, there's some big players here. But it it all started with one person who said, I'm doing this. And I thought, you know what? There, there's something that I know, and I'm, I'm pretty sick of talking about it, and I don't get paid for it, but I have great expertise in it. And so that's where I started. I, I said, you know what? I know a lot about executive job search. In fact, I know everything about executive job search. And so I looked and said, I can package this whole thing up into an online course. And instead of me talking about it all the time for free, I can actually package it into something and then sell it. And so that was like, that was the big thing is I didn't have a lot of apprehension, because I had content and I knew that people needed it. And I was already making money as a business. So it wasn't like I was starting from nothing, but launching and making money, you know, those are two different things. So we can, we can talk about that in a little bit, but, but uh, understanding, like thinking about the formulation of what's the step, what's the transformation that people are trying to solve. I always say that um, speaking is motivational, books are informational, 
courses are transformational. And I needed to think about what's the transformation that I would give to my to my customers, my executives who were in the job search. How could I make sure that the transformation, the only transformation they want is to find a job that pays more money. And I had to build a course that could do just that. And so, but it was a matter of prioritization, sitting down there and doing the work. It, it doesn't happen if you just think about it and keep thinking about it. You've got to think about it and make the time and make the commitment. I think that's where a lot of people fail is they they think it's going to be easier than it is. It's it's not so hard, but you actually have to do work. You have to do it every day like it's a job, like you're building a brand new product, which you are. So I think that that was kind of the lesson that I found is just keep focused, build this thing and get it out there. <laughs> And then reach your next problem, not problem, opportunity to figure out how to sell it. So what would you say was kind of the, I guess, was it financially motivated? Was this uh, just a way for you to kind of expand your audience? Like what was kind of your thought process when you decided, okay, I'm an executive coach and now I need a course. Like what was the driver behind moving to a course? The biggest driver was that I'd spent almost 20 years helping executives in the job search for free. And I didn't just not make money. I lost money because I'd, I'd pay on my own dime. I'd travel all over the United States uh, helping executives. I'd meet with them every single month in, in like 10 different cities throughout the country. And so I, I had a, um, a yearning to serve them to say, hey, I can help you. I know how to help you. And so it would have been easy for me to say, well, I'm not making any money there. So I'm just not going to help them. But I can't do that. If I, if I know something and I can help you, I'm going to help you. If I can get paid along the way, even better. So my initial goal was I can quit talking about this and it's not going to cost me any more money. And then realizing that I could actually make money from it, that was pretty motivating too. So it's more about spreading the message I was meant to spread and making money in the process. And so, so that, that it's not all about money, but it sure is nice when it uh, coincides with, <laughs> with sure, getting out sure. there with the right message and helping people. I think most, at least that I can see in the Kajabi community, most people are there to serve. They all have something that they want to help others with. And uh, and I think like anything, if you're all about going straight to revenue, that's great, but you might not have satisfaction. It might be short-lived. It might not even make the money you want. So having that uh, kind of in your heart to say, I'm here to serve. I have a message. I can help these people. Let me figure out and package it in the right way that's going to be best for them and, and best for me. Very cool. Um, I'd be kind of on that 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 money note. Uh, tell me, like, when did you kind of realize that you were? This was not just a. I created my course. Like, when did you realize that this is something that actually is not only something that like is maybe supporting me, but actually this is a true business for me. So, so it's it's kind of funny because I think with any <laughs> with most online course creators, they sit they create their course, and that's such a big achievement, and you're like, okay. I'm done. And that's how I felt. I'm like, I'm done. People have been asking for this information for years and, and now I have it. I'm going to put it out there. And so I, I finished, I uploaded it to Kajabi. And then after it's all done and I'm ready to go, I'm like, I'm ready to sell. So I put together this really awesome email and I sent it out to my list because I'd been building my list for so many years. And I got a couple people who bought and I'm like, what? I, <laughs> I just spent all this time for this. And so then I realized, okay, you have to have a sales strategy and having a marketing background, that, that makes a lot of sense, right? So then I had to develop a sales strategy and I started to use webinars to sell my, um, my course. I remember 
the first time I told my husband that I was going to build a course, he looked at me and he goes, what about the book you just spent three years writing? I'm like, honey, books are gas money. Courses are new car money, new house money. <laughs> and so when I realized I had to have a sales strategy, I, I put together a sales webinar, you know, an online training, a free training. And then at the end, I was going to sell my advanced training. And in my very first sales webinar, I made $15,000. And I went to my husband and I, and I said, honey, I just made $15,000. And he looks at me, he goes, when's the next webinar? <laughs> so I think the key is you can't just like any product, physical, online, whatever it might be, you can't just put it out there and build it and they will come, right? You actually have to do the work. I think what's fascinating to me is kind of the evolution of my business and the mindset of how I look at my business to say, sure, I could iterate and this could be a nice, you know, I made six figures in the first six months. So that was nice. But then I thought, you know, I could keep doing that or I could change the game and do so much more. And that's kind of the process of, I think, any entrepreneur is to say, this was nice. How can it be better? Very cool. Well, you, you mentioned uh, six figures in the first six months. Like, how long did it take to get from zero to one dollar? You probably didn't have a dollar offering, but just like, what was what was that journey like? Well, it was that one email, but not a lot of people bought. But I but I did break even with the cost of my course because I, I hired a videographer, I hired professional editing, knowing that for my audience it had to have a professional look and feel, and I was also charging a premium. It was. Um, it was almost $1,300 for my very first course. And so... So you started out high ticket. It, yeah, high ticket, and, <laughs> which I later learned is not high ticket, apparently. Very it, true. Right? <laughs> like the first month I said, okay, great. I broke even, but I'm not here to just break even. I, I'm here to make some money. And so I think one of the things that you always have to remember as you're building your online product is that not everyone else's sales strategy is going to work for you. And maybe the idea of the sales strategy will work for you, but maybe there's different pieces in between that you have to fix. For example, one of the things that I decided to do after I made money so quickly is I'm like, I'm going to turn this on evergreen. I'm going to automate the entire thing. And so I spent probably a good year and a half figuring out how to turn something into evergreen, how to re-record my webinar, how to do the chat, how to create some scarcity, create all the bonuses. And I was testing a different model. And the first week that I launched my evergreen, it went great. I, I sold a course a day <laughs> and I thought, this is going to kill it, right? And then I didn't sell another one for like four months. And I thought, this is going to kill me. And so, so I pulled back and said, what do I need to go back and do live? What if I go back and do live? So I started to go back and do live. And then I started to look at the ways I was doing it. And I'm constantly iterating it. For example, I've launched with a, a new masterclass, a new sales masterclass in the past month. And I've done it three times. And each time it's been a different class because I keep improving it and improving it and testing it. Well, is this going to work? Is that going to work? And I'm about, I'm about to go for my fourth time next week. And I think this is the one, but I think it's really important for people to say, what you go out with is 1.0. It's not 2.0 or 3.0. It's not your final. Iterate, iterate, iterate along the way. And the nice thing is, I mean, you can have something happen at, at, at nine in the morning to one audience and you see that it didn't work. So you change it up to the audience at two o'clock in the afternoon. Like you can move that quickly. 
And so I think that's important to have in your mind that not everything is going to work exactly like you expect. Sure. Um, so now you, you started off, uh, I don't know if the physical space is the right way to describe this, but like you started off uh, doing like more in-person presentations, like what percentage of your business is now entirely digital or do you still, is, is it 100%? It's not 100%. So, so a lot of my business has always been working with executives and leadership teams and running their executive retreats. And it's hard to run an executive retreat virtually. So I had to kind of readjust uh, how I do that. And in the past year, the good news is they didn't cancel. We just did it a different way, but they were, they were still in person. The interesting thing was I looked at how do I implement and, and leverage Kajabi and how I'm doing those. And so now I actually use uh, the Kajabi website. And I have special web pages just for special landing pages just for my clients. I have countdown timers. Like they love it. They 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 go, wow, this is really amazing. And it gets them excited about the event. I used to send all the details through emails on a PDF. And one time there was an executive who was flying in from Germany. We were in Costa Rica, and I had sent all the details, and I had had him uh, a, a driver pick him up from the airport his flight was delayed so i had a driver pick him up from the airport and bring him to the hotel and he came to me during the event and he said you know molly um i never got any information about the event <laughs> and i'm like what <laughs> i thought you got on a plane from germany to costa rica not knowing a thing you know you must trust me <laughs> this is good but what i realized was i can't keep sending attachments over email what if i just put everything on a kajabi landing page and give people access to that page and and now they'll have all that information so so i've looked at also with my the coaching that i do not just uh the executive coaching i'm looking at how do i integrate online training along with in person so mine's more of a blend and then i have pure online courses so i i like to do all of them because i think there's the right time and the right place and the right audience for each different type but i love the fact that i can use kajabi on all of it to support me in my endeavors for sure um i, I mean it wouldn't be a conversation if we didn't touch on something about the pandemic these days uh, i'm curious you kind of you came into this pre-pandemic, you were ahead of the game. Like, how did you have to pivot for kind of these changes? And did that turn out to be a good thing for you? Was it a negative thing? How did that ultimately impact you and your business? Well, it was a very good thing for me. In some respects, I have a part of my business uh, where I've where I've helped other speakers with their online products. And I was actually running an event, supposed to run an event in April of 2020 on in person. And I had all these people coming in to talk about their online courses. And I uh, had to make a game day call to turn it into a virtual event. And the cool thing was I used a Kajabi product to house all the information in the virtual event. And, and it became very cool as a place to house all the recordings, house all the information, all the details. That's also where I realized, you know, I can also use Kajabi for in other in-person things. But I ran a virtual event. My business, fortunately for me, has not changed drastically because I got in the game on Kajabi so much early. I wasn't having to learn while the train was, you know, I wasn't changing the tires while the car was on the freeway. I had already stopped my business essentially for a couple months prior and did my online products. So I already knew how to build online products, how to get out there online. What I did with uh, with the pandemic is I, I better leveraged um, Kajabi. I will tell you one funny thing though, my yoga studio closed down and I was freaking out. So I called her up and I said, 
hey, let me help you put this online. And so I got her on Kajabi and I built her whole site on Kajabi so she could get recurring revenue and hold uh, classes within Kajabi. Very cool. I want to dig in more. Just I want to get a better understanding of like really dig into the mindset of what that was like for you as in let's just call it an offline business. Like before you were in the digital space, like your mindset was I'm working with executive coaches. I need to acquire my leads by networking events. I need to acquire my leads by uh, whatever mechanisms that you use to acquire those leads. Like, like I really want to better understand like what that shift was like. And at what point was your aha moment that like this is really working once you kind of made that transition? I, I will tell you that the number one way I've gotten business for the last 10 years is by sitting next to someone on the airplane. <laughs> and <laughs> that's my net. If I'm sitting in first class and I see an executive, I'm like, oh, this is going to candy from a baby. This is going to be easy, right? Because I know there will be some kind of business we do. And, and it's easy for me. But when you go online, you don't have necessarily that one-on-one and, and lead generation, if you will. There were some things that when I first took this idea of building a course for executives in the job search and said, this is something I know, and this is something that people will pay for. And I know it's needed all the time. It's not just a January and September. It's every day of the year, every month of the year. One of the things when I was building my first online course is I actually built like four of them at the same time I was building the first one because it's kind of like a book. Everyone has one book in them, but you kind of have, once you have your first book, you have another book in you. And so the online courses, I was, I was mapping it out and I'm like, oh, this would be really good. And then I'd say, you know what, but not for this course. And, and so I'd move it aside and I, and my walls are just <laughs> scattered with post-it notes and easel paper. And I've got four courses sitting on the walls waiting to be built or waiting for revenue. But I think it was that very first webinar where I went, oh my gosh, like like I'm showing up lazy to this sales conversation and I'm making money. Imagine if I, if I, if I lifted a finger or two. I mean, I basically sent an email and said, hey, I'm having this thing. Although I, I worked really hard on the webinar. I was up all night the night before because I hadn't learned the webinar software until like four o'clock that morning. And the, and the event was at 10. And there were a lot of things that were <laughs> very, uh, thank God I wasn't on video because I hadn't slept all night. But that was an aha moment where I went, this thing is real and I can do this. And I I think I always knew that I could create a good product, but I, but I didn't realize how easy it was to organize the course, how easy it was. Like it just came to me and it just, and I say, okay, this is good. Okay. That's a bonus. That's a lead magnet. That's part of the course. Okay. That's this, like it just organizes in my head and it's a gift and a talent. I didn't know I had until I got into this space, but I think just, just having success out of the gate. Part of it's good, part of it's bad. Because when you have success out of the gate, like even though that first email, I didn't have much success, but I paid for the cost, right? When you have success, you're, you probably don't take as many chances and you probably don't push yourself more. That's why when I decided to take my course Evergreen and it failed miserably in my mind, I thought, you know what? This is good. I'm, I'm kind of glad it did because <laughs> at least that's what I try to tell myself. But, sure. but it, but at least it's forcing me to think again and think twice about how it, how it works. It's interesting on my, on my sales webinars, I was regularly closing. I mean, I didn't have a lot of people on, but I, I had 20 to 25% close rates. And so my, I know that when I 
when I get the right audience, I can have the right conversation. Kind of like on the airplane. I know that when I get the right person, I can have the right conversation. But I think it's good to have some failures and have some things that where you learn from and you iterate and you, you try different things to make yourself better and better. I think that's what's so fun about the journey I'm at, where I'm at right now. But I tell you that first sale, seeing that revenue, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is, this is amazing. And, and then part of you is like, but before I was using Kajabi, I had a different payment processing system. And some of those sales aren't on there because they, they went through the other. And, but, but it's pretty cool to see your constant results. And the other day, I, I sold a course. I didn't even know it. I looked and it said, congratulations, you have a new student in your course. And I'm like, I do? Which course is that? Because now I have three of them or four of them. And I'm like, I don't even know this person. This is fantastic. But I think that it's such excitement to know that you're getting out there and people are finding you and you have a great product. And and when you get great feedback about how well you're doing, like, hey, this really helped me. Hey, I got the result. It's funny. Um, on New Year's Eve this past year, it was about nine o'clock at night. And all of a sudden I get an email. I'm like, honey, I, I just sold a course. <laughs> 2020 revenue, right? And about an hour later, I sold another one. And I'm like, look at that. What a great New Year's. <laughs> I just sold two. And I just make it made a couple grand doing nothing. And of course, you're you're always doing something, but but I think that affirmation, this this thing's gonna work. I'm helping people, they're getting the results, I'm making money off it, I'm having a blast. You know, before I never wanted to talk about a job search ever again because I never made any money. Now I'm like, hey, let's talk about it all day long, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> you can direct them to your courses. Right. It, exactly. It, it used to be an hour conversation with a, a person and no revenue. Now it's about a two minute conversation. And I have one line in there that I say to them and I'm like, you know, you can buy it or not, your choice. I and I say, but if you don't, um, just call me in 90 days when you've had no success. I'll, I'll still be here. Yes. But it, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's, it may, it shifts your time too into reprioritizes yourself into things that actually are more important to you, your family, things like that. I'm really convinced too. Like, I mean, I know we, we moved forward further down the, down the line in terms of the, the process, but I'm really convinced as an entrepreneur that like that first dollar is the one that you never forget. Like that is the one that no matter what, like that first sale, like I, I wish, I wish we had a feature that like played a sound and like <laughs> speakers in your house or something, because like that for every entrepreneur that I've talked to, you know, I, I mean, unless you just stumbled upon like and got lucky. Like, like if you've put your heart and your mind and, you know, your efforts into something, as soon as you see that, that I know for you, it wasn't a dollar, but like that first sale has got to be like the feeling that I, I imagine that's lasted with. It's been four years now, right? Right, right. It, it's interesting. I, uh, I'm not one to be too nostalgic, so I'm always pushing myself to the next, but it is, you know, every time you get on Kajabi and you see your, your, uh, your dashboard, it's super motivating especially when something came in you didn't expect. I see a lot in the Kajabi community where people are like, I got my first sale. And you're so excited for them because you know what it's like because what just happened is their life just changed. And, and I think that's the really, there's a difference between being an entrepreneur and an online entrepreneur. Because I, I came into entrepreneurship years ago. I came into online entrepreneurship just about four years ago. 
it's a whole different game. It's a whole different world. It's a whole different expectation. It's a whole different level of excitement. And it's a whole different level of opportunity. And I, I think that that's what makes me so excited is to some people being an entrepreneur is is like their nirvana. To me, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm playing in a limitless space. And I can be whatever I want to be. And I can evolve my business to whatever I want it to look like. And I think that alone is what, what being online has brought me is the evolution of my business. Four years ago, my business was so different than it is today. And I'm having more fun, <laughs> making more money and doing what I love and coming up with new and great ideas to get my services out there in ways that are scalable and, and really taking the learnings from the online world and applying it to the in-person world. I, I think that's what really drives me and brings so much joy and satisfaction that I'm like, oh my gosh, this is pinch me. I, I love my life, right? <laughs> sure. Acquisition on an airplane is not cheap, I imagine. So, <laughs> Well, the, if the return <laughs> is good, it doesn't matter the cost. <laughs> Exactly. So let's dig into like, particularly like, let's start like early, early on, like what were some of the biggest hurdles you ran into um, getting this up and running? The idea of an opt-in, a lead magnet, getting people to opt into your list. One, one of the challenges I have is I have an old list, like they were old 20 years ago. Can you imagine what they're like now? Right. And so how do I look at refreshing my list and, and, building my list going forward. And there were two things that come to mind. One is I I come from the background of integrated marketing and database marketing. And database marketing is different than online marketing. And in database marketing, you're creating custom fields for everything. And every single person has like 50 to 100 uh, fields filled in about everything, every which way from Sunday about them. And when I was moving my business to Kajabi, moving my entire list to Kajabi, there was name and email. And I'm like, well, what about the other 48? You know, what, what am I going to do with that data? And, and I remember I was in, uh, I think it was in the Kajabi implementation week. And I, I think I was talking to Jay Cron and he goes, who cares? Name, email, are they going to buy? Yes or no? And I'm like, oh my gosh, he's right. Why, why am I worrying about all this data? And I think it's funny, not funny, interesting to watch people who, who have these massive lists and, and come from massive, and slash super expensive software platforms. And they're like, but I have all this data. I'm like, and this is me channeling Jake Rod. Who cares? Name and email. <laughs> you don't even need their last name. You just need their first. You don't, in fact, you don't even need that. All you need is their email. And if they become a customer, great. And if they don't, who cares? Right? How do you nurture that, that opportunity? But I think that was a, a, a huge mind, mindset shift for me to not care at all about <laughs> anything other than name and email. But but I remember my very first lead magnet. I'm like, okay, I'm going to refresh my list. I'm going to get a lead magnet out there. And I spent all this time and I created this lead magnet. And I think it's called the 27 mistakes you're making in your executive job search. And, and I got to admit, I put it on Kajabi. I don't even know what I did. Like to this day, I don't even know how I attached it or uploaded it or connected. Like I have no idea because Back then I had, I did, I had no idea what I was doing. Right. And, um, and then I, I'm like, I'm going to send this, this opportunity to get this lead magnet out and people are going to subscribe to the lead magnet. And I'm going to have all these sales because in the lead magnet on the very last page, I talk about my course. So they're going to buy and no one bought 
from that lead magnet. Nobody even got past page two because 27, you, you can't show up with 27 problems. And so, so I'm like, okay, let me, let me get down to three. And, and so I started rethinking like how I showed my knowledge, like quit putting it all out there. Just tease them a little bit at a time and bring them along for the ride and nurture from, you know, marketing 301 rather, right? Awareness, interest, desire, sale, nurture them along the buying cycle, meet them where they're at, agitate them to the next level, and then try to sell. And, and I think that that uh, kind of going back to my marketing fundamentals background, classic marketing background, I kind of stepped back and went, okay, <laughs> just because it's online doesn't mean it should take a lot of pages. Just because it's online doesn't mean people are going to buy. It's You've, you've got to show up in a different way and a better way. So it, it was, in my mind, a huge mistake. I still laugh because I'm like, one day I'm going to go find that thing in my Kajabi account. The reality is it doesn't matter because all the things I've done since then, they're working. But, um, but I do laugh in the very beginning when you, I remember deciding, you know, I, I evaluated, I come from a tech background. So software evaluation is pretty standard for me. I know what to look for. I know how to make selections. And I was evaluating all these different course platforms. And, and I think now at the time, I'm like, why did I pick Kajabi? And I thought, well, I think I like, I think I liked their support and I liked their vibe. And there were, you know, when you're outside looking in, you're like, I don't even know if all other things are equal. Right. And, um, and after my first day of using Kajabi, I was, I was on the chat support and I, I, I put my entire course on Kajabi via chat support and I'd be chatting. I'm like, okay, how do you do this? And they tell me, and I'm like, Hey, can you hang with me for a little bit while I do that and make sure I don't mess it up in case I have any other problems. And the, the chat people were just so amazing. And in two days I had my entire course, my, my, my product, my site, my offers, like everything built on Kajabi and I was ready to go. But, I, but I think now, especially when I went to the impact summit, Kajabi's impact summit and met all these other entrepreneurs and, and saw the community, the collective community that Kajabi attracts. I, I sat there and I'm like, man, I am so lucky. I am so lucky to be supported by this company who loves its customers so much that they spend their days and their nights figuring out how can we help our customers be more successful. And it, it was just such a, a lesson for me. I've never personally as an entrepreneur, entrepreneur seen how technology can be such an enabler, an enabler of business growth. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a living, breathing example of it. And so the, the, as overwhelming as it can feel early on, it doesn't have to feel because that way, because Kajabi support is like second to none. In fact, now I evaluate every other company based on if their support is good as Kajabi's. And so far, nobody has, uh, but but I, I see that, uh, you know, you get smarter and better over time. And the more you use it, the more you use it. And, the, and when you need to learn the tool, you, that's when you learn the tool. And I, I think that a lot of people get, uh, can get frustrated with technology and knowing that they have this huge safety net in not only Kajabi, Kajabi chat and email and, uh, Kajabi access and the Kajabi community, like, <laughs> you're not alone. Like for the first time in this lonely entrepreneurial world, you're not alone. And I think that that's, that's why when you, when you, I remember meeting someone and someone says, you know, it seems like Kajabi is kind of a cult. And I'm like, (laughs) I go, well, it is, it is. We love it so much. We're all drinking the Kool-Aid. Like we love it because they enable our business to be better. 
And, you know, who does that? Who else does that for you? And I think that that's one of the things like, uh, we're all going to make mistakes when we start out. We're all going to look back a couple of years and go, oh my gosh, I remember the very first thing I did on Kajabi or my very first, whatever it might be. And in my case, it was like the worst lead magnet ever. Uh, but then you'll, you'll reflect back and go, look how far we've come in such a short time. I, I was thinking um, uh, just the whole online course, building online products and I, the opportunity to make money. And there's a lot of people who work hard. I work hard. I love to work. I, I like to do things. I, I like to be busy, but I really enjoy working. I enjoy serving my clients. I enjoy coming up with other money-making opportunities, but there's nowhere that I've worked equally where I've made as much. And so I think that's really what's interesting is we all work hard. I mean, you can work at a bank and work really hard and you can make an income, but when you move to the online space, you might only have to work half that hard to meet, match that income and then <laughs> have new income goals, right? Sure. I think this this whole online world is just such a transformation. It's a it's a mental shift. It's a mind shift. It really takes you to a place that you never... It's not that you never thought it was possible for you. You just never even thought about it. It didn't come into your world of existence. And uh, at Impact Summit, I would meet people and I loved... Kajabi has the your uh, revenue your dollars in your pins, like your revenue pins. And what was the most, uh, uh, I think the most revealing about a company and the, the people that attracts its customers is how helpful everyone was. You, you walk up to someone who had a, a 1 million or a 2 million and you're like, how'd you do it? What do you do? Then you say, well, they say, well, here's what I did. And they just share, like everyone's there to help everyone else. And I, I think that Kajabi can be applauded for creating such a community of support, such a such a community that it's not just a rising tide lifts all boats. It's every one of us can be successful. So let's all help each other out. And we'll never know when we're going to need help. Let's just help each other out. I, I've made so many relationships through Kajabi and <laughs> I'm laughing going, I've never done that with any other software tool before, you know, platform, <laughs> sure. yeah. right? It's just, uh, it's astounding how it changes my business and changes my relationships. It's pretty cool. Yes, the community that we have is absolutely amazing. Uh, it is undoubtedly the greatest asset we have. And like I was at Impact as well, like undoubtedly you felt it there. Like you, you really, truly just seeing people face to face, you see the passion, you, you hear the success stories from others just like you. And like, there's just no way to walk away from that, not feeling inspired um, that you can either do something new or do something more. Right. So um, to kind of wrap all this up, uh, I'd love to hear a little bit more about kind of where you're at now. Like what has really changed for the positive for you? Um, you started out as an, an executive coach, like, and now you're this, now you're an online entrepreneurial executive coach. Like where are you at today? So, so one of the things that's really interesting to me, and and that's what I love about the online space is you can evolve your business and also being an entrepreneur, <laughs> you can do whatever you want to do. And what's really nice for me is I don't have to say yes to anything anymore. I can pick and choose the kinds of things that I want to work on. And, and that's what I do. I There's some parts of my business 10 years ago that I'm like, oh my gosh, I just got a new client. You know? <laughs> it's the dream of every entrepreneur. Right. <laughs> and, and you didn't want to do the work, but you did it because you needed the money. And when you're at a, when you're at a space in a place where you say, you know what? I don't want to do that anymore. I'm taking that off my website. Like, boom, it's off. 
boom, it's on. <laughs> you can do things so quickly. But it, but I think what's really interesting for me is how I've looked at the uh, convergence of the in-person and the online, the executive and the online space. And I've been uh, been always in my mind with a strategy to say, I'm going to converge these two at one point in time. And I was talking to someone I was working with and she goes, why not now? I'm like, you're right. Why not now? I can do it today <laughs> because of the, the world that I live in. And so I see an entire business where my life is going to be different in another four years from now, because I'm looking at my business to say, how do I do more with more with the people I want to work with? How do I make the in-person elevate that a little bit? And how do I take the online and elevate that too? And how do I bring them together as well? It's a, it's a really interesting dynamic and opportunity you have when you're in both spaces. One of the th things that's really interesting to me when I was first building my first course and I created that other second course about two years ago, I actually filmed the whole thing and I filmed it. I had like two final worksheets to do and then I shelved it and I didn't really shelve it because I thought oh, I'm going to shelve this. I just had other priorities that shifted. And I was planning to sell that course for about $9.97. And so it was, it was a nice course. It wasn't super high ticket, but it wasn't low ticket. And as I looked at that now, I say, you know, there's some really good elements to this, but I'm going to take this online training and I'm going to incorporate it into a bigger corporate uh, service. And so now I'm taking a $9.97 product and adding a couple more figures to it and coming out with a proposal to a corporation where it integrates the online stuff, but it also integrates some in-person things. And I am so glad I never launched it two, two years ago because it'd be already out there and it'd be really hard to sell it and integrate it for something else. But I think is what what's interesting to me is how much the online space makes me think differently. How I write proposals is different. How I word proposals, how I was uh, writing a proposal for a client, for a, a new client, a new prospect. And I, I had my husband read through it. He's my, he's my editor, right? And uh, he looks at this and I had an offering. It was like a bonus. And he goes, what, what, I want this. He goes, what is that? I go, I don't know. I haven't created it yet, but it's just a really good name. <laughs> but, but that's what's cool about the online space is you can name stuff and put it out there and see what happens and see if it bites and then go create it. Like you don't have to build it before they'll buy. But I think that that's really what's, what's for me is that evolution of convergence of the online space and the in-person world. And how do I elevate the conversation with the executives and corporations that I'm working with? And I think that's what excites me the most. The, the other kind of thing and always in the back of my mind is no matter the question, the answer is always Kajabi. And so when I think about what am I, how am I going to take registration? How am I going to take payment? Kajabi. How am I going to do my website? Kajabi. How am I going to do my lead magnets? Kajabi. How am I going to send out and track my proposals? Kajabi. How am I going to do my product? Kajabi. Like it doesn't matter the question. The answer almost always is Kajabi. And so when you have a product, a tool, a platform that is so integrated into your business that that's how I think. I'm like, well, I don't want to do that if I can't use Kajabi because it's a waste of my time because I don't need yet another technical distraction. What I need to do is figure out whether to do it at all. I'm going to use Kajabi and I'm going to figure out how to make that happen. So I think that that's one of the greatest things about the evolution of our business is when <laughs> don't ever go anywhere because I've latched onto you guys like crazy. And you're, you're such an integral part of my business. And I know that you know that because I'm watching you evolve as an organization and a technology 
where I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I have an issue. I need to solve it. They're already thinking about it and they're already developing it. This is cool. I don't have to think all the time. They're thinking for me. So where do I think I'll be? I think I'll always have some kind of in-person component because I love that, right? But leveraging the online component as much as I can to elevate that in-person component, I think that's that's where you'll always find me. I love it. Well, for anyone listening, maybe some executives on a job search or for anyone else, uh, where can they find you? Aside from we know on Kajabi, how do they get to you? So executives who are looking for help with their leadership teams, someone to tell them what to do with their next executive retreat, if they're looking for coaching for the team or even in job search, you can go to executives network. Dot com. That's executives with an S and network without an S.com. Or you can just Google Molly Wendell. I am all over the place and online. And uh, there's like four of us in the country, but I was the first <laughs> one with a credit card. So I have all the all the domains. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Molly. It has been a true pleasure uh, chatting with you, learning more about what you do and your experience as an entrepreneur. Thank you so much for having me. Kajami in my mind is basically a dream come true for me because it's it's changed the way my business runs and is and will be. And I encourage any entrepreneur out there who's thinking about how do I evolve my business? How do I take it to another level? I would say, take a look at Kajabi and, and leverage the heck out of it. And that's going to do it for us today. Thank you so much for listening. Please do not forget to leave us a review, subscribe if you can, and we will look forward to seeing everyone next time on our Kajabi Edge podcast.